As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Spooter McPooter. I don't like that one. I don't know. You didn't like it as soon as it came out of your mouth. Didn't feel nope, good. Nope. But hey, it worked. Didn't sound good either. It works. Everything works. That's the beauty of just being able to say whatever the hell you want about my name. That's the beauty of being a Magoots. That's the beauty of being a Magoots. That, that's a, we could do a whole movie about that. I don't think you have earned a biopic yet. No, not yet. Although we are on our way. I don't. I, that's yeah, just, we're on our way. We were on TV open. Sunday night. <laughs> we were on TV Sunday night. For anyone that didn't get a chance to see Potomac, we were on TV, which is pretty fucking nuts, honestly. And uh, so we signed. When would you? When did we sign that? Uh, it must have been like August, maybe. Yeah. Sometime in the summer. Someone reached out to us from Bravo and was like, hey, we would love to use this clip. You just got to sign here or whatever. So we signed and then we didn't hear back. So I didn't know when we were going to be on. And then after like the season started, I, I honestly thought we got cut. Yeah, I figured we had gotten cut or more likely they just decided not to go the route of talking about Giselle with Candace and Chris and everything, which is obviously where we were relevant. And then out of nowhere, we just popped up. It was so funny because I was in Texas, actually, Yeah, because uh, I was going to pick up Pop, and I was sitting watching the football game with our family friends in Texas. What football game? That was, da- oh, actually, funny story. Oh, oh. So here you go. This, You're talking about a different one. This felt weirdly good, and I feel bad okay. because, like, these family friends in Texas are like my family. I grew up with their uh, with their kids, and I've known them for my entire life. Mm-hmm. I love them to pieces. This is not a personal attack, but... Being in a house in Dallas watching the Cowboys lose with 15 Cowboys fans was so nice. Yeah, it's oddly satisfying. It was so satisfying until Monday night. And all of my joy was stolen from me. I don't even know what you're talking about. We're not going to talk about it. Well, I will say one thing about, not even about that Monday night game because fuck that, but we we're, we're in the playoffs and it's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. I posted something today. It's just like, you can't take that away. Like it's, it's it the away. funniest thing ever. This team sucks and they should not be in the playoffs. Nope. You can't take it back. You can't we're take it there. back. We're already Plus. there, baby. And yep. guess what? We could sneak out another cheap win and move on in the playoffs. Oh, God, I don't want to go there. I don't think that's going to happen. But for all of you that are not Eagles fans or just Philadelphia sports fans in general, welcome. This is what it is. We're really confident, extremely cocky, borderline annoying, and then we get hit in the face with reality, and we come crashing back down to earth, and we're self-loathing, self-hating, miserable people for the remainder of the season, but... I don't know. I would rather take this than just an absolute collapse against a terrible team in the playoffs. Yeah, I think you're right. But hey. Because this is kind of funny. Because there's they, they, nothing happens right now. Hey, but we were on TV. We were on TV. <laughs> we were on TV. We got a shout out today on Watch What Crappens. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that we- was cool. A lot of things. Just everybody loves the bros. You know, you know? what I didn't say, and I have, we haven't said it in forever. What? We had a really great week. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that was the like beginning? every fucking week. Every week when we started to like take off early on, hey. We had an extra 100 listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I will never forget the early days when I would have my phone and a new episode would drop, and I would sit there and just refresh. Oh, yeah. Refresh, refresh, trying to see those numbies come in. And we hit the first time we hit 100. I think I posted it on the page. I'm going to have to repost that as like a nostalgia kick. The first day we hit 100 listeners, you would have thought that we just won the fucking lottery. It felt like it. It did. It definitely felt like it. I remember there was one time where you and I, uh, we went over to George's house up in New York. Yep. And you and I sat there on Friday morning. The episode had just released. And you were sitting there and we were really excited that we had gotten to like 700 or something yep. by noon. And we're like, this is fucking incredible. <laughs> no, no. Now we're on TV. Yeah, now we're on TV. How about that? So, uh how you like them apples? Yeah, now you have to deal with us at home and on the go. You got to see our faces on the worldwide television. That's what that's WWT. called. WWT. Yep. Anyway, um, let's get to some Bravo. It's our midweek episodes. For those of you that have not listened to the earlier episodes this week, we have changed up the format a little bit to make it easier on both you and us as far as what episode 
we're dropping. So the way that we're going to do it is we're still going to watch all the same shows. The episodes are going to release the same day, but each show has its own individual episode. So you won't have to look for timestamps and fumble through the episode. If you don't like a show and don't watch it, you don't have to listen. We would like you to listen, yep. but you don't have to listen. You do whatever you want, but also listen. But just listen. And also leave five-star reviews. Yeah, you know what? Just do all that. But do you. But do you. But do all of that. Mostly too. do you. But And do that stuff, too. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> somebody, wait, This actually reminds me. Somebody said something this week that was really funny, because there was like maybe five, six weeks ago, somebody commented that we were getting too serious. And it was just like too annoying, and we were going back and forth, and we were highly emotional about things. It was because the TV sucked. It was during OC. Oh yeah, we just it was it was time. It was a it was just a dismal, dismal time. But somebody left another comment. I guess it was the same person, and said, "Hey, I gave you guys another chance. It seems like you guys cheered up a little." No, see, that's my thorn for this week. Actually, (laughs) I'll get to that on Friday, and I'll just say what the it really pissed me off because it was almost patronizing. Oh, I thought it was funny. No, because the title of it was so patronizing. Better. Better. Oh, oh, yeah. I thought it said better. welcome back. No, it said better as though we were pandering to this one person. Look, we don't pull punches here. You have to ride with our emotions. Sometimes we're down. Sometimes we're up. But the podcast will reflect how we're feeling. I think, honestly, I think the biggest change is that we've been so sporadic with like, like I got back from Dallas and I was super hungover on Tuesday. So oh, yeah. I was very giddy and all over the place. And then before that, we had Thanksgiving and we were all over the place that week. You had a rough couple of weeks here and there. So, yeah, I think it's just has to do with are we tired or are we full of energy? We're a mess. We are a, a mess. Great yeah. way. Yeah. Now let's get to works. Bravo. Stuff. Bravo. This is yeah. still Bravo. Bravo, Jason. But yeah. Bravo. Juxtapose. Are you going to give us all your rankings? Yep. We're going to do some rankings this <laughs> week. And the way that mine fall, Potomac is dead last, which is so sad. Four, I'm going to go, or it might be five. You're going to have to start throwing in Ultimate Girls Trip. You got to yeah. throw in some Soho. That's next week. That's next week. So yep. for those of you that are you looking still for throw some... it in your rankings for now. I okay. Think. All right. I will. So. Last is Potomac, and then we've got Beverly Hills, maybe. Not by a long shot, though. Beverly yeah. Hills could be higher. It's, it, this is hard, because after Potomac, everything's pretty good. And I know that you're iffy on Beverly Hills, but I'm going to go Potomac, Beverly Hills, Miami, Soho. What am I missing? Rony Legacy and... Rony Legacy, I'm not going to rank yet. Let's I'm, not rank that. Yeah, I'm not ranking yeah. that yet. And then first is Southern Charm. Yeah. Without uh, a doubt. Undisputed. Where's this, Salt Lake? Oh, Salt Lake's two. Okay. Salt Lake's two. There you go. Salt Lake, Southern Charm. Because here's the thing. Southern Charm, this may be the best season of Southern Charm ever. Yeah, this is unbelievable. And I've got Southern Charm at one as well. I'm going to do the reverse of what you just did. I'm going to start at the top and work my way down. I've got Southern Charm at one. I am putting... I'm putting Soho at two. Nice. I just enjoy it. It's It's great. And it's funny because like I texted you while I was watching Southern Charm just... Telling you how much I enjoyed it. Yes, you did. Which is fine. You know what? We don't want to overlook the little things. Mm-mm. We want to make sure that we're still enjoying this. This isn't homework for us. We're enjoying this. Southern Charm has been so enjoyable. Every episode has been funny. It's been ludicrous, and it's been a great ride. And if you, for whatever reason, stop watching Southern Charm earlier, pick it back up. Yeah, definitely. You're missing out. Definitely start watching. Definitely missing out. But Soho is good. Soho, there's... I, you know me, I need those shows where I can relate a little bit more mm-hmm. and watching younger people go out and party and be hung over on a Sunday morning. That always speaks to me. Yeah, no, so, I, uh, that's me. And I still do that. It's not anymore. It, well, you yeah, can't hang. I, 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 you said this last week. I can hang. It's just the next day that I can't hang. You're right. Which is like, what? I can't hang. Well, I guess I, you know, whatever. If it's whatever. a three day bender with those guys, you might not make it to day three. That's all I'm saying. Uh, they might not make it to day three. Yeah, they'll make it to day three. You won't. Yeah, they I might. don't know. But I will say, just to, and then you can continue your rankings. If you're not watching Southern Hospitality, it has the makings of early Vanderpump. Like, all these kids are still trying to like make their money, make a name for themselves. The difference between that and Vanderpump now is Vanderpump is established. They yeah. have careers, they have different jobs. This is the roots of what Vanderpump started. And I think that if you give it a shot, if you're not watching it, you will love it. And you'll be on board and you can say, I watched this in the beginning. There you go. Which people say that about Vanderpump now. And you know, you hold them in higher regard. Yeah, Good especially for after you. Scandival. Way to go. You got all those people. I was an OG watcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. get it. We're not going to talk down on you. No, we'll talk up on you. Whoa. Hey, no. It's getting hot back here. <laughs> not just the fireplace. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> this is what happens oh, when we record too late. No, and I know. And, and one more thing about Soho. They don't try too hard. The That's people the on the part. show does not. They, like, they don't. It's almost like they don't realize there's cameras around them. That's they just kind of act how they're going to act. Except the one person that does. 
which is fine because she's still good on the show. Yeah. Leva. Oh, yeah. You can tell that she is more cognizant of the cameras sure. than the cast. She's also trying to run a business at the same time as running a show from her business and also being in a different show. So she's there's a lot on the going show. on. I know, yeah. I know. She gets it. It's not a knock. It was more saying, like, it's interesting that the one person that has been on front of right. the camera, you can tell is much more, like, present that there's cameras right. around, whereas the rest of the crew is just like, ooh. <laughs> and, it, and it won't last forever. But for now, it's nice. I've got uh, I've got Salt Lake at three, of course. Uh, Beverly Hills is at four. And then, yeah, Potomac's at five. And that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles, that's right? That's the way that story, the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. By the way, speaking of movie quotes. I was talking about Bruce Almighty. I know not, you were. Not Walter I was Cronkite. Walter Cronkite from Bruce Almighty. Okay, all right, he's holding the comb over his mouth. Yep. That's his Walter Cronkite mustache. I know where you're at. We're, we're on the same page. Right, cool. And he's testing out his lines. Okay, for yeah, I get camera. it. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Uh, and then they made Evan Almighty, and that was horrible. Horrible. Uh, he built the arc. one with the ark. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Ark yeah. in like suburban Illinois. <laughs> there was another movie called Noah, but I think that was Russell Crowe. That was actually Noah's Ark. That was like that much was legit, more so, like, like biblical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Much different. I, whatever. Speaking of Russell Crowe, we're getting off the fucking rails. Gladiator Two. No, they're they're making that. I know. No. Uh, have you ever seen The Pope's Exorcist? <laughs> Dude, we talk about this all the time. It's so good. If you haven't seen that movie. It's, it's it's slowly becoming my comfort show in the mornings, like a Sunday morning when I'm just like hanging out, drinking a little bit of coffee and I'm a little tired. Throw on Pope's Exorcist. Exorcist. Get a couple of laughs in there. It's so funny. And I don't know if it's supposed to be. And that's the best part. It's definitely not supposed to be. Maybe they leaned into it like halfway through watching it. Like, all right, this you is kind of funny. Let me gotta do this. That zooming in on thick Russell Crowe riding a Vespa in full priest Garbs. How many C's in that thick? Like four C's yeah, thick. Because yeah. he's sexy. He's a sexy, sexy priest, sexy exorcist. Let me tell you what. I can't say that. Sexy priest, sexy exorcist. You can say sexy priest around Halloween. How about I, I say this? He's a sexorcist. Now that's fine. That's now that always plays. <laughs> that's real fine. <laughs> Just felt that felt good let's coming get up. Back to Bravo. What oh, are yeah, we right, doing? Bravo. Okay, let's get into the shows. But before we dive into everything, I got to do a little quick plug for your boys. We are doing our very first solo live show in New York City, January 25th at the Green Room 42. It's in Times Square. It's a Thursday night. The link is in our Instagram bio to purchase tickets. I will post it again across all socials, but go buy your tickets. Come out and support us. We need your help. We are selling tickets fast, which is amazing. But we want to have a big first show so we can continue to do more shows. So I got to redo that. Mm-hmm. So we can continue to do more shows all across the U.S. We want to come out to all of the cities. You guys throw cities at us all the time. And trust me, we want to do a show in your city. We need these first few to go really well so that we can have the opportunity to go to a Nashville, to maybe dip a toe in Atlanta. I don't know, D.C.? What's on the West Coast? Seattle? Who knows? Lots of options. Naming cities. I was hoping you were going to jump in and join, and you just kind of looked at me like I was an idiot. How many cities can we name? Miami. Why do you hit that thing so hard? (laughs) It's going to break. Because I I can't hear it. We can't hear it. So when I hit it, I want to feel it. Like, that's the... Well, when we did the episode with Matt, I think we did... You Matt and I could hear it, yeah. I couldn't. It's fine. It sounded great. I need that one. Yeah. We need that sound bite. He's got to figure out how to work that thing. Mr. Worldwide. When does he become Mr. Universe? He's getting there. He's close. Just a little while. He He went from 305 to Worldwide pretty quick, though. And we do have aliens now. Save this for Miami. What are we doing? (laughs) Buy a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) But up first with our current fave, we are back with Southern Charm, and we are with the crew in Jamaica. And we start out with... The dinner scene, it's the end of that night, and Shep's still going off on Craig, and this whole thing is bizarre to me. I don't know why he's going after him for having a girlfriend that lives in New York. Shep's like, just in a glass case of emotion. Yeah, he's a mess right yeah. now, man, but like, it's just weird that he's trying to throw shade on Craig. He's like, it's not fair, because you're not under a microscope. It's like, even if he was, he's not doing dumb shit. He doesn't get a pass because she lives in New York. He gets a pass because he's a good boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a very weird take to make. No. And be and be upset that your friend's girlfriend isn't around so that you can't make him also feel shitty for being in a relationship. You and, know what I and point to insecurities and point to potential like rumors? No, you know is what that I what think he's talking about? Here's what I think it is. Okay. All right, from a very deep psychological breakdown. Oh yeah. Here. All right, here we go. 
I think that Shep assumes that all dudes are scummy and do shady shit. So I think that he's- Shep has changed. Oh, don't even get me started. We'll get there. (laughs) We will get there. But he just assumes that everyone's doing shady shit. So he's like, because she's far away, you don't get caught. That's the vibe I got from that. Where Craig's yeah. like, I don't cheat on my girlfriend, buddy. And he's like, you could be right. That's what I think. I think you're using too much brain power to figure out what Shep's doing. Oh, for sure. We don't, he doesn't know what he's doing. No, that's, that's a given. Yeah. But the next scene, we get Olivia and Taylor. Like, or sorry. But at that same scene, we're getting Olivia and Taylor, I guess, hash it out. I'm not really sure. Because Taylor gets emotional and she's trying to smooth things over very clumsily. But I think that Olivia in this scene, says it perfectly where she's like you don't get it mm-hmm. you don't get the gravity of the situation yep. it's falling on deaf ears because you're not understanding what you've done right and that's the biggest problem she still thinks it's an austin issue that's the problem this has nothing to do with austin but austin yeah, he's like collateral damage in all of this that's what i mean he's also it's a separate issue that he's a shitty person but Taylor is the more shitty person because you're ruining the friendship with Olivia. And you can tell that Taylor doesn't get it immediately because even after Olivia says, you don't get it, this is what I'm telling you is going on. She still starts with, I made one mistake. Yes. <laughs> like, okay, you don't understand even what it's told you. Yeah. Like, here it is on a silver platter, Taylor. You still are looking at it dead in the eye and have no idea what it is nope. and are still explaining away and talking about having forgiveness in your life. What this does that mean? What... Like you're now you're making Olivia feel bad because you want friends that are going to be able to forgive you in life because you forgive people. How crazy. it's 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 cycle. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand it at all. And it's weird that this whole entire group seems to do that. Now that I think about it, when someone does something dumb, mm-hmm. if they're not forgiven after X amount of days, they flip completely and they go, "Now you're the problem." I think the problem in this exact instance is that Shep seemingly forgave Austin right away. So it's tough because, I mean, Taylor, again, I don't understand where the hell she's coming from, but she's watching Shep and Austin, who have been friends for 20 years. They forgive each other immediately, or rather Shep forgives Austin immediately. So Taylor's looking at her friend like they can make up right away. And that's a more serious issue. I would actually argue that that is a more serious issue. Well, they've been friends. Shep and Austin, that Austin hooked up with Shep's ex-girlfriend for four or five years, like whatever. That's a completely different and much bigger problem. And it got swept under the rug immediately. But that's, Taylor's sitting there like, what the fuck? That's because it's a Shep problem. Yeah. Because Shep doesn't know how to deal with his emotions. Yep. So you're getting this weird, like, we're all good, man. Everything's good. We're yep. not good. I'm a mess, but we're good. Olivia's the only normal one in the entire group. Actually, though. Actually, and Vanita. And Madison. And Ma- oh, yeah. Who would have thunk? She even handles herself she well. She is, but you still do get the old Madison I popping want the up. old Madison. Yeah. Right, we, Just, we need that. This is the perfect little sprinkle in of old mm-hmm. Madison. Like, every, Madison. When, Madison. Madison. Old Madison. That sounds good like... Old Madison. Good old Madison. That sounds like an, like an old man that lives in your neighborhood. No, that's old old man Madison down the road. I was thinking it was the drunk at the old Western bar in, like, the 1800s. Oh, that's old Madison. Old Madison don't, over there. Don't, don't bother him, though. Madison. You ain't gonna bother him, then. So, somebody said that you keep doing the same impression for the same people. That's not true. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. I think I know the voice, though. I think it's the least. I'm, I'm, voice. I'm using up all of your thorns in the first. I know episode. you are. I was going to use those. That I'm not. That I do get stuck on the Lisa Barlow for Meredith sometimes too, but they're similar. Those two are the same, but the Shep one is very distinct. Shep one's this man. Yeah, no, the Shep one is very distinct. Thank you. And PK is not like anybody else. PK's not, but then you do other English accents, and it just sounds like PK. Well, yeah, but you know. But yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. I understand. <laughs> just thought it was a funny comment. No, I don't. But anyway, they're on the buses on the ride home, and Shep is hammered, and that's why he gets on the bus. And I like that Vanita puts him in his place. Like, you're not going to talk to me like that. You can talk to. Every- I love that she also throws shade at everybody else in the group because she's like, you can talk to them like that. Yeah, but you're sure. not going to talk to me like that. Yep. And I appreciated that. But the best part of this scene is just, and this highlights exactly what's going on between Austin and Shep versus what's going on with Taylor and Olivia, because Madison goes, look at these idiots. They're outside hugging. And you look outside and that's just bros. That's just bros being, hey man, we're good. It's all good. Craig didn't even get mad that Shep did that, which is actually, that says more about Craig. Craig has kind of removed himself and we've talked about it for weeks and weeks. He's removed himself emotionally from all of that. Yep. And he doesn't allow himself to get ruffled. He walks away if it gets too much. And he came back eventually and, and ended up giving Shep a hug and said that he didn't really care. He's like, whatever. doesn't matter. He says that he's deflecting yep. because he has his own issues. I'm not going to get mad at that. That's very He's matured so much. Yep. It, it's remarkable. But 
on that ride home, what did you think about Madison's JT impression? Dude. <laughs> How happy were you? Awesome. I mean, it was it was fun. I think that was great. Craig's Shep impression was really good, too, though. Solid. Because it, it, I don't want to say the word that we always say, but those two scenes. Juxtaposed? Working in congruence. Oh. No? <laughs> it's clumsy. Yeah, congruence. I don't know. Whatever. No, no, the word works. You just said yeah, it. Yeah, I know, because I wanted to. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, those two, at the same time, were great. That, that was, was great television. And they even added in. This is where Madison comes in. That's great. Because Madison's down here for her quote-unquote last hurrah before she gets pregnant and she's leaning into it she's actually the only one there that's having a great time the entire time yep. people can say things directly to her and she just brushes it off and walks away and then she comes back with another strike it's awesome she takes the but shooter those approach. two this isn't my fucking problem <laughs> this isn't my fucking problem i don't care not gonna bother me but i will make jokes about it yes always <laughs> that bus seemed so much more fun than the other bus oh the other bus that are... bus was living it up even though austin was kind of bitching in the back and he put his hat over his eyes the other bus was complaining and crying and talking shit on everybody. And you know who was all in that bus? JT. Taylor and Rod. JT and Rod. All these scorned people that have hate in the world for the other people that just get away with everything. Yeah. Losers. I, listening to, to Taylor and Rod talk about Shep and like JT jumps in. It's just, and I'm so glad. And it's what we called last week when JT was like, standing up in arms trying to like you respect women and this and that it's like everyone sees through your approach but mm -hmm. madison called it out immediately as she's impersonating Austin you called it out at the bar still oh, yeah for sure he's like yeah now we've got jt standing up saying things that i don't care like cool jt yeah who gives a shit nobody gives a shit what he has to say but the fact that madison impersonating jt is like respect women i'm a respectful <laughs> man i'm like see it doesn't work jt this whole thing that you're the white knight it doesn't fucking work he's dude clown. i'm not saying you got to be an asshole no but there's levels to this you you're don't just like not mixed up in this you don't have you don't have to stand up and speak your mind and stand up for people when they don't care about you. You can be a good guy without telling people you're a good guy. How about that? Yep. Maybe just have some fun in Jamaica. But <laughs> but Rod does highlight, he thinks that Austin leveraged this whole thing to get closer with Olivia. And we've talked about this before. I don't know if that was, it might have been subconscious where he's like, ooh, I can, like we're getting closer. I do firmly believe, however... His intentions were good here, and I think that they did trauma bond, clearly. But I don't think that he went into it with a nefarious agenda, if you will. I no. do think that what came of it was feelings that were mixed up in the in the whole thing, and that's what's making it so hard for both of them to move on from this thing. Yeah. And that's his fault, because he said, I love you. And I knew that was going to come back, and she talks about it multiple times now. And as soon as he said it, I talked about it that episode, I said, that was fucked up. Yep. Because I knew that it was going to throw a wrench into the whole thing. And it did. Because she even says, don't say things you don't mean. That tells me that Olivia is still hung up on Austin. Yeah. If he made an actual effort to get back with her, she would have gotten back with him. I do firmly believe that. Probably, or maybe not just because of the timing of everything. I still refuse to give it any light until somebody else in the group, if Craig was talking about it like that... That's one thing because Craig knows Austin very well. So if he knows his intentions are a little nefarious and he did try to leverage the situation to get back with Olivia, then I would tend to agree with Craig there. Yeah. At this point, we're still making up our own minds. We're still formulating our own opinions. And somebody like Rod talking about it isn't going to sway me because no, we know what Rod's intentions are. He still feels scorned because Austin was hanging out with Olivia with her brow off and they maybe snuggled a little bit and watched a little bit of a movie, even though they say they were on opposite sides of the room. Who knows? But Rod's pissed off, so of course he's going to talk shit on Austin. Yeah, and I'm not saying that Rod gave me this aha look. No, 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 no. I'm no. just saying him talking about it again, I was, that reminded me. It like, could yeah. come up in the group more if he talks about it to Taylor, and then maybe Taylor says something later, and you know, maybe... That's the thing, like... With, the wheel's going. Yeah, but when JT or Rod says something, and... You think people just, Taylor, like, brush it off? Yeah, and I think if Taylor's the, the mouthpiece for both of them, like, well, Rod said this, everyone's going to be like, okay, yeah. like, here we go. Well, like, I think Taylor's, like, hanging in limbo right now between... The cool group, which is all the people that we know. And the dorks. And then Rod and JT. <laughs> JT Ramrod. JT Ramrod. But... <laughs> Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. 
and let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. The next day, we get everybody kind of waking up, shaking off the hangover, except for Vernita and Madison. They're good to go. Good for them. But we get Austin on the beach with Whitney. What does Whitney do that constitutes work other than produce this show? Dude, I have no idea. How is he going to sit there and pretend like he doesn't live off of Patricia's money? Come on, man. You didn't get that presidential suite yourself. No. Not dumb. I, I have absolutely no idea what he could be doing at all. Like maybe handling the estate. I, I don't even know. What Patricia, do you mean? Patricia wouldn't even trust no him to do shot. that. She doesn't trust him to make a fucking martini. Yeah, that's a good point. I have no idea. Maybe he's just making it up and just saying that he's working so that they can go do their thing. And he can go sit on the beach. That's what I think. And then he can just pop up when he needs to. I just need to know what work means. I don't know. I, I don't know. We, we should look into that. Interviewing a new butler, perhaps? Possibly. I don't know. I just, I, I do not know. Maybe he has to, like, telecom with his mom and walk her through things at the house. I think it's so he can say stupid things like, oh, you know, I got some work done, went for a swim, went to the spa to sound like he's a productive businessman. Sounds like he went for a swim and went to the spa. And hung out on the beach. And then slept in. And drank. And drank. And that's, you know. But just own it. Yeah, I know. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. I, keep, I do keep getting hung up on the idea of Whitney sitting in a laptop in Jamaica. On What's he doing? Uh, nothing. I, I don't know. Is he a spreadsheet guy? <laughs> yeah, he's very proficient on uh, Excel. But we get JT and Taylor. And my God, this scene. Actually, before that. But while they're sitting on the beach together, this is what pisses me off about Austin, because he can't help himself. And if he didn't say things like this, it'd be easier for me to give him a pass on stuff. But he's talking about JT and Taylor and JT's whole attitude towards women. And he's like, he even says it. Nice guys finish last, man, pretty much. Like, mm -hmm. maybe you take a play out of my book. It's like, your book has landed you in this situation time after time after time. No, JT's game is awful, but your game is not much better. Yeah, you get laid, but you leave a fucking warpath in your wake that's not good so i don't think he needs to take a page out of your book i don't think he needs to take a page out of his own book he just needs to have a whole different game plan we said that like verbatim i know three weeks ago i know now you're saying that we didn't say that i didn't say that oh you did maybe i was just me what do you was I just talking to myself i said that jt needs to take a play out of austin's book and be an asshole if he wants to hook up with taylor i said yeah no i, I agree. agree with that if he wants to hook up yes totally yeah. let me let me reiterate here okay all right yes it works taylor confirms later it works in that same scene she's like i wish i was into jt i wish i was attracted to him i'm not girls like bad guys girls want to be with the asshole the unavailable guy all of that stuff i'm not saying that he can't take a page out of his book and stop being so needy and clingy and saying weird things like after you our leader which is more or less him saying milady which is yeah. you know what i mean like dude that's you've, not gonna work. You've got my insulin and you've got my heart in your hands. Like, God damn, bro! Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what a worm. Um, no, I mean, this is where I still think that you and I are gonna differ a little bit on just watching this show because I fucking love this scene with Austin and Whitney talking. You just, you, I like thought that. it was hilarious, dude. Yeah, no, it's not better. It's not that I agree with anything that anyone has said. It's just super funny to me because. Austin has this whole portrayal of himself going into Jamaica. They have one bad night. He's sitting down with just Whitney. This happens all the time. When somebody sits down with just Whitney, you get a completely different animal. You get like their innate thoughts. You get, they just they, pop they, out. It's primal. It's primal time with Whitney. Yeah, that's oh, what he does for that's work. That's his podcast. That should be his <laughs> podcast, honestly. I would, I, I would listen to that. That, no. No. I would listen to that. That would get so creepy. Primal time with I would Whitney, listen to it. somebody that has unlimited funds and yeah, getting primal. Okay. Do you really want to hear about what he's doing? Because I don't. Kind of. I don't want to hear about all the weird BDSM parties and all the weird. This is just what I assume super rich people do because they get bored. Especially in Charleston. There's got to be some weird masquerade sex parties down there. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's I fine, though. I don't want to hear about it. Uh, that's okay. Let me get back <laughs> to the show. No, I love I love this scene because you get this this completely different Austin who's going in there cracking jokes, being an absolute dick, Whitney egging him on. That is what Southern Charm is. That's exactly what Southern Charm is. These guys are dickheads at the end of the day. And yes, we do cheer for them to get mature. Some of them break away completely. Craig, great job. Others get held up. Shep is currently in that situation. Austin's in limbo. 
And we're seeing both sides of him trying to better himself and people acknowledging the fact that he's bettering himself. Even his fucking ex is saying he's going to therapy and he looks a lot better. However, he sits down with Whitney. All of that goes out the window and he starts being an asshole again. That's funny. We're seeing the duality of man in real time. Yeah, we sure are. Wow. She keeps saying, I don't want to be verbally abused. Now, that's not what's happening to you. One. Two, you did this. You don't get to dictate how long the punishment is. And also, it continues to come up, and every time it does, you do the wrong thing. Yep. That's the problem. That's why it keeps blowing up in your face. If it popped up again, and like Olivia said, you handled it immediately. Hey, this just came out. I know you must be mortified. I'm so sorry. If there's anything I can do, let me know. Like, nip it in the bud. Don't talk to the rest of the group and then talk to Olivia because she approached you at the end of the night. You fuck it up. So there's more and more coming at you. You don't get to say, I'm done with this. I'm tired of it. Quit verbally abusing me. Because one, that's a very strong word. And you yeah. know it is. You know the word abuse is a, I hate the word. I hate the phrase. It's a trigger word. I would say the verbal abuse came at JT's party earlier in the season. Uh-huh. What Taylor is doing now is, it, like you said, it's a product of her own behavior. Or rather, her own reaction to something else that's going on. Because all that really happened the night before was the situation came back up. Yeah. And people were mad about it and arguing. You stayed quiet for the majority of it, mostly because you were crying, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. You only got involved because Shep got involved. Boom. Shep leaned across the table and told you that you need to fucking apologize. You just need to get up and just grin and bear it and just apologize and apologize and apologize. That doesn't make any sense. No. Don't take advice from Shep. That, that's you the... dated him for four and a half, five years. He's an asshole. Don't take any advice from Shep. So just keep your mouth shut. Try to go with your heart. And you know what? Just maybe accept the fact that you and Olivia are never going to be friends again. Don't try to spin it into this. You need forgiving friends. And if Olivia is not willing to do that, you can't be friends with her anymore. That makes you an asshole. Yep. If you're belittling the situation that's really tearing your friendship apart because of your actions, that's a little insane, Taylor. That's you're an asshole. Yep. But we get Olivia, Vanita, and Madison, and they're all chit-chatting. And this is where we get clarification on what the underlying issue is, why Olivia can't move on from this stuff. And she says, it's the inconsistencies that are fucking me up with Austin. I think we're cool. Something happens. He turns into an asshole. He acts like a piece of shit. Then he's telling me he loves me. It's all of these different mixed signals. Taylor's the same thing. As soon as I think that like we're not moving forward, but at least smoothing things over where they can be cordial together. Mm-hmm. Something pops off and she reacts poorly. She's like, I can't deal with the inconsistencies in the matter. And when I see it that way, it's like, yeah, I mean, that would piss me off too. And also just the fact that it keeps getting thrown in your face over and over again. Not by those two. It's a third party. You can't help page six wants to run an article. Right. But the way it was handled was poor. And that's the biggest thing. Stop being inconsistent in your behaviors, Austin, Taylor. Be consistent. And the consistency with Austin comes in where... If you're going to be the friend that's saying, I love you still, and I'm going to text you and do all these cute little things with you, then be that guy. Don't then be an asshole when you're with Whitney. On the flip side, with Taylor, if you're going to be the friend that's trying to work back and get her good graces, give her the space so you can understand why she's still upset with you instead of trying to force the issue and force her into an apology because you feel uncomfortable because you fucked up the situation. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point, but they're never going to learn. No, and this no, is no. just the MO for the entire group, and that's why this behavior continues. They never change they're because not- nobody ever makes them change. Anytime that somebody gets yelled at, it's never really a coherent statement that's being made with like via yelling. Or it's somebody like JT, and you can just brush it off. Even when some, like, if somebody's yelling at you, like Shep was yelling at Craig, there's no behavior to correct there. It's just, what, what the fuck is Shep even yelling about? It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make any sense. What are you even telling me to do right now? Because if I wanted to correct a behavior, I can't even tell what you're telling me to do. Nope. It doesn't make any sense to me. So this group will continue to just be the same, be the same, be the same, whether it's somebody that just repeats the same actions or the outside people who are just laughing at it, like yeah. Madison, like Vanita. That's all you're really going to get. Nobody's ever correcting anything. So... I don't know. I it I just continue to chalk this up as Olivia is the most normal person on the show, and it's really showing now. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But we get a little booze cruise, and uh, on the way there, of course, uh, Taylor's got a little pimple, and it's a cute little pimple, according to JT. And guess what, everybody? Taylor has an imperfection. Really? Really? She has a list of imperfections within this group. None of them physical. But there's a lot of imperfections, JT. You don't have to announce to the whole group how badly you want to sleep with this girl. We know. 
We fucking know. Guess what? The worst part, JT, she fucking knows. And she doesn't care. She banged your friend in Paris. Let it go. It's the last time I'm going to say it. It's so bad. It's so hard to watch. It's like a rom-com. It really is like a bad rom-com. Yeah, but it's like the part of the rom-com that I speed through because it's too awkward. Yeah. Like, I I am physically uncomfortable when he says these things. I can't imagine what Taylor's... Like, what do you say to that? How do you respond to that? I don't know because Taylor cannot afford to respond negatively to him. She needs JT. She needs JT there. That's the only person at this point... You don't even see Rod talking to her. Rod's kind of removed himself. I don't even know who the fuck he talks to. Rod, Rod talked go. to Taylor the night before, but he's not talking to her during like normal situations. Rod's fall from grace is something. Because in the beginning, I'm like, I like Dude, this guy. He like seems this good. Guy. With Olivia. Seems normal. Olivia likes him. Let's give him a chance. He even talked to Austin. He held his ground. That's great. Now he sucks. Now he's a hurt puppy dog. Yeah. It's so sad. But on the boost cruise, we do get a quick. Uh, Craig and Paige check in, which I actually appreciated because I always like to know where they stand because we don't know. Yeah. And we get a pretty, pretty black and white statement where I was like, whoa, okay. He's like, because of how big sewing down south is, I have to stay in Charleston. I can't work remote. It's too big. If she doesn't make that move at some point, I think we're going to break up very quickly, like kind of reels it back in and goes, but I would do whatever it takes. And it's like, all right, all right. But that was a real answer. That was a real answer. That was That's a our real first answer. real answer. Yeah, and I think we all knew that, and I don't think he's been like being coy about it. No. But that was a very firm, like, yeah, I don't think it's going to work if she can't move there, which at the very least, maybe will push the conversation forward sooner when Paige sees this episode. Now they can sit down I and would talk hope, about it. I would hope that Craig would have the wherewithal to talk about this before the episode airs. Yeah. New Knowing, Craig. Yeah. New Craig definitely talked about it before the episode. He probably FaceTimed her and said it. No, but I feel like that. I mean, that was the first legitimate, like emotionally charged real answer that we've gotten in this entire situation. It came from Madison, which is great because Madison has this way of just pulling real answers out of people, which is really funny. She did it with Austin the first night that they were there talking about how he's still in love with Olivia. She does it with Craig. This is the first time that Craig has acknowledged if she doesn't move down here, we're probably going to break up. We've heard so many runarounds with, well, you know, we'll have to see when it comes down to that. And, you know, she doesn't want to leave her family and there's always excuses and there's so many answers. Now it's just a clear cut and dry, which we, like you said, we already knew. We've known this the entire time. This is how it's going to be. He can't leave sewing down south. That's what's going to happen. Hopefully this, like you said, sparks a conversation and we continue their relationship. I want them to continue. I do too. I because to I, married I and live fear, happily ever after. I fear the life where Craig is without Paige. No, not with those idiots down there. Nope. No, sir. Don't do it. Figure it and out. He can't leave Charleston. That's the worst part. Nah, don't if they were to break out. up, then he has to stay hey, in Charleston. Figure it out. I know. <laughs> I'm just fearful. But we do get a quick conversation, which is the least surprising news ever is uh, Shep is a shelf. Shep is a. There you go. There's a tongue twister. Shep is a selfish lover. Who knew? I didn't know that. Just kidding. Uh, Come on. You got me. Come on. Captain Sardine over here. But you know what I do believe? And I, you know, I got to give people their flowers where they're due. I believe Austin's a, a very generous lover. I actually believe everybody's got to have fun. I, I, I love the outlook. I, I, that is that is the outlook you're looking for. I believe him. Everybody needs to have fun. Yeah, I think that's true. This is a group activity. Yeah. Hey, if there's three people, four people, five people, who gives a shit? Everyone needs to have a good time. Even Whitney. Whoa. All that's right. leading to the next okay, one. All right. It's leading to the next scene because we get Whitney's room and Shep and Austin finally, finally, finally have it out. And it's been a long time coming. We've had little inklings here and there. They've gotten to little spats, but nothing solid. They finally go off and they're snapping. And Shep's like, you're always playing the victim. You're always the victim. And I love that Craig is like the arbiter here because he's sitting in between the two of them. Like <laughs> most friends would be like, hey, guys, settle down. He's like, no, get it out. Yeah. You get it out. Now, what do you have to say I'm about that? for this because we got a little bit of this up the mountains and then it kind of got shut down. And the reason that they even started fighting up the mountains was because Austin, I, I don't even think Austin said anything about Taylor during no. that conversation. It was just that Shep said that it was fun to cheat on Taylor. Yep. Everybody had the same reaction, but he went after Austin because of those just feelings that are just keep boiling up and boiling up. This one started because they needed to get changed for dinner. Yep. And Shep told Austin to go get changed. And Austin said, you don't change, Shep. You never have. Yep. What a weird way to start this one off. Clearly, there are issues you think? that are not being addressed. You think? If something as innocuous as that is going to set someone off, there we go. But it's been a powder keg for weeks. Yeah. Like, we've been waiting for this powder to Powder keg or powder keg? 
Oh, it's a powder keg. Powder keg. You said cake. No, I said keg, but I had like a burp in my throat. Sure. No, seriously. I would like sure. that. I'll play the tape. Powder cake. Listen, listen powder, powder cake, powder cake. Listen, powder Baker's cake. Mate. Getting, <laughs> this, is, this is what happens when we record after 10 p.m. Yes, Shit it gets is. wacky. I start singing nursery rhymes. But during this scene, this is where we get the Austin and Whitney kiss. And to like give somebody, I can't say that. I said, give somebody like a facial, like facial the floor. <laughs> but to try to stick it to somebody that you're in an argument with by making out with your other friend. I thought it was a great move. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought it was really funny. It's a fucking power It move. was a great move. It really was. And it was a full-blown open-mouth kiss. And I was like, I didn't think this was going to work. Nope. It totally played. Well done, Austin. Well done. Because now Shep is stunned. And he- Shep is stunned. Whitney's bricked up. Whitney is so bricked up. Yeah. I mean, who, who wouldn't be? You know what I, I mean? mean? That, it was, kiss. But it was hilarious. And this is, again, we're starting to see, and we've talked about this, we're getting a little bit more information about how this mm-hmm. all happens. We've got a little bit of a timeline established. Now we know that Taylor's the one. Did it happen at a fish concert? We does don't Whitney said know. fish concert. That's the so okay. Every time you've had an or issue, or does Whitney just go to you fish? You are the one defending the timeline. Well, wait, what? Whitney goes to fish concerts to hook up with chicks. That's Definitely. for sure, without a doubt. I think that's maybe what he was saying. That's definitely that's happening. like the only time. Okay, yeah, all right. he doesn't even like fish. He just knows it's easy. Like, oh, dude, he likes fish. You think he likes fish? Oh yeah. No, see, I think he likes people to think that he likes fish. Uh, I think that gonna, he likes Hanson. I, I have feelings about fish people, so I'm gonna. No, I know you do. I, I, wanna, I, I don't want to piss anybody to, off. At one point, I'm gonna get you to go on your jam band rant, and I'm really looking forward to it. But during the same scene, do you think that Austin almost said that they fucked? No. You think that he was saying fucking, and they're yeah, just he was saying fucking. Yeah. It? He's drunk right. as shit. He was on a. You ever been on a booze cruise oh back when you were God, back I in your day? Loved a booze cruise. I did too while I was on the cruise, and then after the cruise, things are messy. Your equilibrium's all over the place. You don't know what's That's going what's on. Fun. You're hot as fuck because you definitely didn't wear any sunscreen. You definitely could not have hung with me, <laughs> uh, dude. I would have been. Uh, and the swimming around all day while yes. being like hammered. It was, and then you go out afterwards. And you're tired, and you're very drunk, and you don't really know what you're saying. I don't think he was leading to we fuck. I think he was leading to because we fucking made out. Yeah, no, I actually believe that too. I don't think he he had a Freudian slip there. I think that they're looking too far into everything he's saying. But the last scene we get is at the dinner table, and and I appreciate the buttons on Craig's shirt, (laughs) much like Castellanos. You need to drop them buttons. You yeah, gotta, you gotta let it hang out. You're in yeah, Jamaica. You're in Jamaica. You gotta do that. I didn't appreciate that they buttoned him back up. Let it fly. No, let, let it fly. fly. But but to wrap this scene up, you referenced it earlier. The craziest line I've ever heard out of Shep is pretty much telling Austin to grow up. I was this guy once. I was you. I was 34. I was a scoundrel. You're a fucking scoundrel. What do you think you are now, Shep? What? In what world have you evolved in any way, shape, or form? You're the same guy. You're just single now, so it's not gross. It's still kind of gross, but it's not fucking up someone else's life because now you don't have a girlfriend. That's the only difference. You're not changed at all. You're never going to change because you don't have to. That's what pisses me off. That You know what? When I didn't like this show early on, that's what made me so mad is that these people have enough money, especially like a Shep and a Whitney, because I like the show. You know, I love the show now, and I appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. People like that are never forced to change because they have fucking money and shit. So like they don't have the need to alter their lifestyle because if people don't fit their life, they can just move on from it and pay other people to hang out with them. It's a good point. I mean, we don't have to sit here and discuss too deeply that Shep hasn't changed at all. No. I mean, he's, what, six months removed from cheating on his girlfriend, which, by the way, you cheating on Taylor, way worse than Austin hooking up with Taylor. Yeah. Way worse. That's way, way more of a betrayal. Absolutely. So, no, you haven't changed. You are a scoundrel. You're the blueprint for a scoundrel. Where do you think Austin got it from? Boom. Yeah, there you go. So, there don't you, go. you can't sit there and say that. Neither of them have really changed much. We can give Austin his flowers for going to therapy and changing a little bit. Austin has, no. and His I'm, approach has changed to certain situations, but you still see. Look, obviously, it's not going to happen overnight. You can't expect I mean. too much. But he's taking steps. And I have, we have I'm, never seen Shep take steps. No, no. Shep, Shep taking steps will. is going around the world and getting, in, getting invited to some cool golf course in Australia because he hooked up with some twins or something. Exactly. That's like, Shep. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's, that's who you are, Shep. That's it. But Austin, I actually agree just as far as I will give him credit. And I'm, 
very critical of these guys in this show, but Austin has made noticeable changes. It will not happen overnight. I don't know if it's sustainable, not the way that he's doing it. I think that he's going to fall back into his old routine unless he kicks himself in the ass. But I do see a, a glimmer of hope, if you will. A glimmer of hope. Okay. A glimmer of hope that he can get through this and come out the other side a better person because he's this close and he has Craig on his shoulder and Craig has been put to the test because I've been on a high alert because I've been watching. I'm like, I want to believe wholeheartedly that this is the new Craig because I like Craig. I like Craig a lot. We had him on the show. He's great. Loved watching him grow. I want him to be the guy that he seems to be. I've seen enough. He is. The way that he's reacting to all of these situations, the way that he doesn't blow up, the way that he's pragmatic about breaking down the arguments between other people, this is who he is. So to have that guy trying to lead you forward, the only issue is on the other side of the room, you got Whitney and Shep. Yep. So you got to pick a lane. You got to pick a lane and figure it out for yourself. And I'm excited to see where it goes. I hope it doesn't blow up. I hope that in five years we're watching a Southern Charm Austin's wedding episode with somebody. That's what I hope for him, genuinely. And I never would have said that. Before. That is nice. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that's really nice of you to say. It's not going to happen. We're going to see him move in with Shep. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty much it. I he mean, might move in with Whitney at this speed. Oh, God. Well, he'll be taken care of. Uh, in what way? Any way you think. They, that was a hot kiss. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we get to the dinner table. Not a whole lot happens other than Craig's shirt. Got to keep them buttons down, let it fly, just like Castellanos. Love that look. But the table finds out that Austin and Shep had it out. Madison, great one-liner. She says, who was better, Whitney or Taylor? To Austin, Austin repeats his stupid line. You're just a bored housewife. It's not. It didn't land the first time. It didn't land this time. The reason that she even said that in the first place is because you called her a bored housewife. Correct. So, yeah. And you said it again. And props to Madison. She doesn't explode. She realizes that one, Austin's just deflecting. Yep. And two, he's not worth your time. So she doesn't she doesn't engage. And earlier when he said it, she just left the room. No, she got him. She Gross. got him. Like that is what you're supposed to do. Yep. That is Madison's retribution right there. It's so good. You insulted her. She left. She got changed. She came downstairs. You said one thing. She heard about it. Boom. One liner. Gets everybody going. Yep. You don't know what to do. You keep your mouth shut. You have to attack her. Yeah, you like can't even answer that. Like, dude. You could have deflected this so hard and said, well, you know, recency bias, uh, you know, Whitney, he's pretty good. There you go. Make a joke. Maybe a couple of people laugh. Maybe JT gets upset. <laughs> Whatever might happen. Who cares? JT stands up, takes off his shirt, starts yelling at you. <laughs> uh, but, but that's all I got. You got anything else? No, I guess we'll uh, hold on until next week because Taylor does lead us on a little bit of a... What's going to happen next? And you know what they're doing. Yeah. And I think I called this a while ago. They're going to keep leaving these cliffhangers where Taylor's going to stand up and say, you know what happened? I'll tell you what happened. And everybody's going to say they fucked. And next week it's going to be, I made out with Austin. It was my job. I did it three weeks after the reunion. And that's what happened. There you go. I actually kind of hope that that's what she does. I don't yeah. think that that's how it's going to go at all. Nope. No, I think it's going to go horribly. I don't think this is going to go well. I think that. Maybe she just stands up and apologizes to Olivia again. I uh, Honestly, that would be okay. She was sitting there. She's like, why is everybody giggling? Like, I know. What? <laughs> uh, it's just, I, I don't. just on a boat all day. We are hammered, lady. <laughs> we are sun poisoned and drunk. <laughs> and I'm not kidding, dude. I used to love shit like that. And I would be the one that could keep going. This is my level of like island drinking. Right. So one time I was on a booze cruise. We got off and we were snorkeling at the beach afterwards. I found a crate, like a like a milk crate, you know? Like you know what I'm yeah, talking I know about? what you're talking about, yeah. I found a milk crate filled with I think cement in the middle of a reef. Okay. Okay. My brain, treasure. Gotta see what this is. I it was like ten feet deep. I dive down and I drag this thing for 20 minutes going up for air, going down and moving it like five feet at a time back to shore. Do you know what it was? It cement? was fucking cement. <laughs> Everyone else was asleep. Did you break the cement apart? I wanted to. I couldn't find it. There could have been something in there. There could have been something in there. Shut up. Yeah. I couldn't find a rock. <laughs> that's where my brain goes. Everybody else. There's got to be a reason that's in there. This is my point. Everyone else on the booze cruise was in their hotel room taking a nap before nighttime i was dragging by myself i was alone could have died a milk crate with cement God. out of the ocean that's a near-death experience so my point you couldn't have hung with me back in the day <laughs> kidding me i would i would have found a lead pipe for you to bust that thing open yeah you would have actually you would be that would be the one good yeah. thing you would be 
you would have egged me on, which oh, would have yeah. been nice. But, yeah, but yeah. that takes us to the question portion of the show. And up first from Canterbury25, the fact that this came out of nowhere was hilarious and kind of hot. Canterbury, we kind of agree with We you. kind of agree. We kind of into that. <laughs> up next from Ali B08, is anyone else over the Taylor Olivia drama? I don't care who slept with who. Ah, no, not yet. Surprisingly, that that, that is kind of surprising that we're not over that yet because we typically do get over those things pretty quickly. But I I don't know if it's because there's still so much else going on. So many question marks. It's not being forced. Yeah. And it's not one of those situations like we get with like Juan and um, Robin where we don't know any of the answers and people are just ignoring things. Yeah, people are emotionally invested in this within the group and things keep popping up and it's not getting resolved. I actually don't know the answer to this. Yeah, I don't either. We're just enjoying it for some reason. Yeah. Quit being a bummer, Allie. (laughs) No. Yeah. Allie. Now I'm going to think about that. No, you're fine. You're fine. I don't know. We're not over it. It's it's fucking good TV, man. Yeah. From Susie says, rank the guys matching outfit sets. Shep, Austin and JT. Mm -hmm. Austin, Shep, JT. I'm going to go Shep, JT Austin. JT's fucking stripes? Yeah. Just because it's him wearing it, it's so fucking perfect. Like, he looks like a little, like, sailor boy. I don't know. Yeah, he, that's what he, yeah, he looks like a little sailor boy. It fits. You, that, that wasn't the question. You're ranking them. I did. I Which one I enjoyed the most was JT's, mm. especially because Madison put it on. And by the way, Fit perfectly. <laughs> yeah, no. It's actually kind of tight on Madison. <laughs> All right, we got two more from Sin Lu. Can the Brav Bros give one another a kiss, Whitney and Austin style? No. Maybe one day. But only because I don't want to turn Shooter on too much. That's all. That's a good point. Yeah, but from Mike Bros, in the spirit of this picture, we got a lot of kissing questions. Oh, it's because you posted the picture of them kissing, huh? Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. From Mike Bros, <laughs> in the spirit of this picture, if you had to kiss any guy on Southern Charm, who would it be? I like this question. Who would you smooch? Who are you smooching? Smooch Austin. Oh, really? Yeah. No, nah, I don't know where that has been. Um, hmm. Smooch Craig, but then you'd probably fall in love with him. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, He's already have the same voice. Something weird would just happen. Not Whitney, because I don't want to, the mustache. That's why we couldn't kiss. I don't want to, I don't feel your mustache. No? No. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I condition it. Soft. I don't really, I just don't want to know. I, I don't need to know. Don't really want to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Austin, I guess. Fine. Why not? There you go. No. Nope. JT. Why? Because he needs some action. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's fair. I'll give <laughs> throw, you that. Throw him a bone. No <laughs> pun intended. But uh, that's all I got. You got anything else? Nope. I'm good to go. Well, remember to buy tickets to our live show. I should have plugged this at the beginning, but I'm an idiot and forget every time. Green Room 42, New York City, Times Square, January 25th. Be there or be square. The link is in our Instagram bio to purchase tickets. Get on there now. Tickets are selling fast, which is awesome because we haven't started our big promo yet. Uh, I think there's only like three VIP Johns left. So if you want a VIP ticket, you need to buy it sooner rather than later. There was 20 to start. There's three left. So go buy those tickets now. Follow us on socials at Brav underscore bros. YouTube at Brav bros podcast. Hoorah. Hoorah. Brav bros are out of here. See ya. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.